Hey y'all, so I just wanted to pop in before you listen to this episode and share three things that you are in store for. Number one, the importance of having your priorities in place to dictate the time invested in other areas of your life. Summer Gibbony just really goes into detail there and talks about how she maintains her priorities. The second thing is that she shares that it's important to understand your inability to be 100% to everything every day. Oof, gut check y'all. And then last but certainly not least, she has a moment of vulnerability on this episode that just shook me to my core y'all and teary-eyed, and so much more just when she kind of shared a really life-changing event that happened the same week that she launched her business. So tune in, take some notes, leave a review. would love to know what you guys think of the episode. And thank you so much for tuning in to the Being Balanced podcast. Hey, y'all. I'm C.G. Townsend, your host of the Being Balanced podcast, a space full of ways to help you stop the glorification of busyness. We're talking aha moments, must-have resources, real-life wins, and small shifts that lead to incredible impact. I am super, super excited for you all to meet Summer Gibney, um, and I'll pass the mic right on over to her to share a little bit about who she is. Hi, CG. Thank you so much for having me. Um, my name, as CG said, is Summer Gibney. I am the founder and owner of Polly Ann Collection, where we make custom wood signs uh, to help our brands execute their visual brand strategy, as well as signs to decorate homes and nurseries and even dog bones we make for (laughs) our furry friends. So we do all the things when it comes to wood signage, and it's really a fun um, release for me. It's a creative release. I can be colorful and creative in this space, and it helps connect me with amazing people Uh, like you, although I've known you well before this business was started, um, which is really special, I think, to see both of our journeys. Um, But yeah, that's who I am. I work full time. Uh, Polly and Collection is a side hustle. I have a husband, we have three boys, and life is just all over the place right now. And it's a really interesting season for for all of us, but it's a fun one. And I think one day we're going to look back on this and say, how in the world did we do all of that (laughs) and make it out on the other side? So uh, yes, that's who I am and that's what I do. And I love that you said that it's all over the place. And I just feel like I could see you smiling as you said that, you know, (laughs) it it didn't come across as if, you know, something that's all over the place right now in this particular season in your life is weighing you down. It, It almost seems as if it's, you know, kind of a driver for you. Um, I'd love for you to tell us a little bit about that. Like what, what does all over the place mean for you in your life in this season? And and how do you kind of maintain balance through all that? So all over the place means exactly that perfect example. My husband and I both have full-time jobs that require us to travel. So this morning, um, I passed out after the Super Bowl on the couch and woke up at about 3.30 in the morning. <laughs> and, um, 
And I was up kind of cleaning up and getting the kids' stuff ready for school today. And I walk upstairs, and he's got a suitcase in the middle of our bedroom, and he's, like, packing it. And I said, are you out of town today? And he was like, yeah, I'm, I go to D.C. today. <laughs> and I go, okay, uh, can you do A, B, and C before you leave? And then it's like, pew, 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 and we're all over the house getting the kids ready, getting everybody out the door. And that is exactly what I mean. It's, there's so many things going on and it's really, really hard to keep up with everything sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, whenever I speak with anyone, whether it's a podcast or it's in real life or whatever, I, I always tell people that that's okay. Um, I used to be a sticky note perfectionist. Everything has to fit in this perfect little square. It has to be done this way. And now it's just, we just got to make it through the day <laughs> and yeah. you know, being perfect. And being on time, sadly, is is not always going to happen. But I mean, a lot of times people give you so much grace when they realize, one, that you're human and that those things happen. Two, they need that grace sometimes in their life, too. And it, you know, it, it ends up working out. But that is what I mean by all over the place. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, do you know of a specific point in your life where that like, I want to live my life by my sticky notes and everything is perfectly planned and proper in its place kind of shifted to, wow, this is my reality and I'm just going to move and shake with it. Like, was there a life event or do you think it's just happened over time? Uh, It's definitely a life event. And it was definitely when our third baby was born last May. So up until that point, um, I think that, I let go of a, of my type A-ness a little bit with each child. <laughs> third one, it's literally, my threshold is completely dropped. I mean, if you came over to my house right now, there are literally goldfish on the floor um, because there are more important things to do than sweep up goldfish right now. So I, the more, the, I think the more elements that we add into our life every year, it seems like it your ability to be flexible, your ability to bounce back, your ability to function with a little less sleep some days, all of that just kind of goes into what makes you, you. You also know that you Mm -hmm. have things that have to get done every single day. Like my kids have to eat every day. They have to have clean clothes every day. They have to take a bath and go to bed at a certain time every day. And everything else kind of fits in after those core needs are met. Um, Mm -hmm. And that includes my full-time job. If I've got to be at school, get them to school a little bit later, someone has a doctor's appointment, everything is on hold. That means work. That means my side hustle. That means connecting with other people. I can't do those things when my family has to come first. Mm -hmm. Um, So, so yeah, the life moment, definitely that life moment really changed the game. Cause I was able, my older two are a little bit older where they, can, they're more independent. They can do things on their own. So I can be very, well, not very, but as much as I can with a four and five year old, but I can be somewhat <laughs> rigid with them. Like this is the schedule you have to stick to it. But when you have a newborn, anybody who's had a talk can tell you, you don't have a schedule, even with older kids, like the schedule's out the window. You're just reacting and um, learning how to react. And like you said, balance the other things is a work in progress and I think it will continue to be a work in progress until they're out of my house I don't think that's something I'm ever gonna gonna manage a hundred percent and I'm okay with that and I, I mean I'm so glad you know a lot 
So a couple of things, and I feel so bad for our listeners because you and I know each other, and <laughs> there, this is really like a like a catch up chat in my opinion yeah. for us, um, and, and everybody else just kind of gets to listen in. But you know, it's so it's so awesome to me to kind of hear you flesh out some of this because. I am so inspired by your ability to navigate motherhood and marriage and business and work and cultivating relationships because a lot of your business um, has been about the way you treat people. And, you know, I'm a customer too, and I loved my experience when I was ordering my sign. So I know you're super intentional about that, and it's so authentic that it shows up in every interaction with you through that process. And I want us to talk about that. But before we get to that, um, I didn't ask you the question that I always ask everybody pretty early on in the show, which is how do you define balance? But I do feel like you've kind of answered it, you know, through the prioritization of family, releasing perfectionism, the extension of grace, and like balancing the things you have going on based on whatever else is also going on. But is there anything else that you would like to share with folks about your actual definition of balance? This is probably going to go against the grain a little bit um, because <laughs> I, I believe there has to be some sense of harmony involved in defining what balance is because mm-hmm. I can't be a 100% mom, 100% full-time employee, 100% side hustle, 100% wife, 100% serving my community every single day. Everything has to have its place. And every week it may rank higher, you know, one thing may rank higher or lower than the other one. And that's Mm -hmm. okay. And I think coming to terms with that, knowing that I can't be everywhere, I can't meet everybody, I can't make every sign. I, I, you know, I can't cook a gourmet meal. We're going to have to hit up Chick-fil-A, you know, once (laughs) we, you're going to have to eat a frozen pizza. Like I think giving my, giving myself grace allows me to be okay with, allows me to prioritize and be okay with those choices. I'm going to let some people down in order to take care of my first priority. And that's okay. Hmm. And I think coming to terms with, it's okay to choose you first. It's okay to choose your family first before you do anything else. Because let me tell you, if your family is not okay, you cannot be okay out in the world. You just can't. Mm -hmm. I can't serve my sign customers if my house is falling apart. Mm -hmm. You just can't do that. And so once you have your number one and number two and number three priorities together, everything else just kind of finds its place. That is so good. So good and so powerful and 100% not against the grain, at least not for this (laughs) space. Um, (laughs) um, Actually more so spot on. Um, So thank you for sharing that. And I, I, what's really sticking with me and even kind of just, I had to write my own notes, y'all. So I hope y'all are writing notes, but (laughs) just that inability to be 100% to everything every day. Um, and more so focusing on the things that you have prioritized specific for your life in this season, once they're in the right place, then you can move on and do the other things and show up for other people and places and things. So 
I just think that that's so powerful. We all probably need to hear that reminder daily. Um, yep. Because people will. That grace. Oh, absolutely. Because people will pull you in different directions and you, you will lose sight and time and the ability to give yourself grace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yep. So back to Polly and collection, because I just am a huge fan mm-hmm. and <laughs> I sing the praises of all the things all the time, but I would love for you to share with us, like, how did you land in this space? I know you said that, you know, it gives you a lot of release for your creative side, but how did you know that you wanted to start doing this? Was there training involved? I mean, tell us a little bit more, even down to the name of your business. So let's take a a trip back in time to 2005. And I had a friend right after I graduated college, I had a friend who had a baby and I wanted to take something unique to her baby shower because I was so ignorant. I'm like, oh, a registry. Who needs a registry? I'm going to (laughs) need something cool. (laughs) Now I know better, but, but I wanted to, and this is a competitive side of me, right? So I wanted to take the best baby shower gift ever. And so I went to, I think I went to Michael's and Hobby Lobby and I, I ended up finding at Michael's an unfinished wood scrapbook and they had some unfinished wood letters. And I was like, oh, it would be so cool if I could put her, the baby's name on the scrapbook. And that's her gift. So I like painted it, put everything together, took it to the baby shower. It was a hit. And so for a few years, that's what I did. I made custom wood scrapbooks and then my business had a totally different name at that point. And um, I did that up until... That started in 05, and I did that up until I moved to Atlanta in about 2012. And uh, we got married, had our first baby, had our second baby really quick after that. And I just said, I can't do this. This is too much with all these kids (laughs) with no time. And I was still in a job where I traveled a lot. And so I put it down. And then I got to a point where I felt like I did the mom thing well. And I was just kind of bored with going to work and being at home. I said, I need something else that's mine. I need something else to do. Mm -hmm. And so I rebranded. I started my business again. I was still doing scrapbooks. And um, I actually, I I decided I'm in Atlanta. I don't really know anybody here. I want to do more. And I don't know anybody. And it's only like a couple of my friends who are buying these books for me. So I'm going to get out and meet someone. I'm going to do some training on Instagram. And that's how I met my new from your social team. I went down a rabbit hole on Instagram and found her account. And she was hosting classes at Switchyards. So I said, well, this sounds cool. I'll go to that and I can learn something. And so I went there, learned a ton, met my photographer there. And then I think that was January of 17. Mm-hmm. January of 18. Take that back. That was January of 18. And so um, that April, she celebrated her first anniversary of being in business. And I knew she really wasn't into the scrapbooks. And so I said, well, what can I make her um, that she would love? And so I made her uh, a sign, her, her uh, my very first logo sign ever as a gift to her for her birthday, her anniversary. And from there, it just became what it is today and so and so I I kind of just stumbled into the sign business the scrapbook business was really my heart um, but that business scrapbook market is very unique and I just wasn't in the right area to grow a scrapbook business because one who prints pictures anymore mm-hmm. 
you know, and I don't even know anyone in the scrapbook community. And it, it, it really didn't fit with what I was doing. I just wanted to make the outside. I didn't want to be involved on the inside. I didn't want to collect people's memories and put them together. I, I didn't want to be responsible for someone's life in that way. Um, but I did want to make a pretty cover for it. Um, but it just wasn't growing at a rate that I wanted to see it grow. And so when I made that logo sign, um, and there was so much interest in it, I said, okay, this is a, this is a thing. This could be a thing. And it surely was. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you for sharing that because I think, especially the way that you shared it with dates, Um, Because I think that it's important for people to hear kind of like it's not an overnight sensation necessarily, like there's some trial and error, there's some rebranding, some different considerations, and even your transparency and the fact that you stumbled into the sign business, because I had no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Now I'm so encouraged to pay closer attention to the things I stumbled into. So thank you. Um, My life is a series of stumbles, by the way. Okay, hold that thought because we'll have to talk more about that. Um, But one thing I did want to ask you about that you mentioned in your journey, you said you got to a point where you felt like you did the mom thing well. Uh, Let's talk about that because a lot of times that can be a barrier for folks. It's not always the mom thing. Sometimes it's wife. Sometimes it's, you know, other areas in your life where you just want to get to a point where you're doing it well before you do something else. So talk to us about that. Like, what made you feel that way? How did you get to that point? It's actually pretty technical. We are advocates of sleep training kids. And we, you know, we do the whole bedtime routine. And we, even today at 7.15, we eat dinner around 6 o'clock at 7.15. It's bath time. We read stories. We say our prayers. And we, meaning the kids, and they go to bed. Um, so they're in bed by 8.15, 8.30. What do you do at 8.30 till 11 o'clock till you go to bed or whatever time you go to bed? Like, mm-hmm. what what do you do? There's two to three hours there where you can be creative. You know, you could read, you could work out, you could do a lot of things, but I wanted to be creative. And so I, my kids were at a place where I wasn't in the throes of, waking up three times a night, you know, to feed a baby or change a diaper. So I was out of that phase and I wanted something else to do that reminded me of me because when you're a mom to new young babies, you get lost a little bit and it's Mm -hmm. not, I don't think it's bad. It's where you should be. You should be in the gutter with your kids, changing poopy diapers and feeding in the night and you know, that rotation with your spouse or whatever that's where you should be at that moment. But once you graduate out of that phase, then what your kids are sleeping finally, they're well taken care of. You know, if you're, my husband's a huge reader. So if he's reading a book, we're not really interacting. So it's like, well, I could be doing something that fills me up or Mm -hmm. encourages me or inspires me or just makes me feel great. And yeah, I could work out, but who wants to do that at eight o'clock at night? <laughs> yeah. uh, so what can I do? How can I, you know, live in my purpose? How can I serve my community? What things can I do? And I said, well, what if I did this again? And that's, that's how I restarted the business. Wow. Wow. And thank you for sharing the tactical side of that, because a lot of times we struggle with routines, rhythms, and systems simply because 
we don't necessarily know what's on the other side. Like, you know, we don't know of the impact and you were basically able to carve out a whole space to build a business because you basically taught your children to be balanced, not busy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think that that's yep. awesome, you know? Um, you gave them their own rhythms and routines, with, which they will benefit from and, you know, have a long-term impact from. So I think that that's really awesome. It, it wasn't just by chance. It was very intentional. Yeah. And another part of your story that really stood out to me, so I was actually at the one year birthday slash anniversary for your social team. And I had no idea that that was your first logo sign. So nobody does. Yeah, nobody. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> I mean, just when I think back on that day and like the quality and not to say that, you know, people present themselves in a half <laughs> mediocre way when it's their first, but I will say that a lot of times people have to kind of get better, you know, at doing something. But from what I could see, it looked as if you had been doing it for years um, mm-hmm. and that your skill and quality was reflective of that. So it makes me think about that day. And, you know, Manu, for those of you that don't know her, she's amazing. Yeah, she and is. there's so much about you two that I think is similar in the way as to how you have cultivated community through your businesses. So for me, I have a Polly Ann collection sign and I kind of feel like I'm part of a secret society, like (laughs) (laughs) of people that have your sign. You know, I, I look at your Instagram account and I love seeing other people's signs. I'm always thinking, Ooh, I really like that font or that color. Or I wonder what my logo would look like if I would have done this background. Um, Mm -hmm. And I love it. And I and also when I'm out and about and I see other people with their signs, there's a point of pride there for me. And I think you've done a really great job at cultivating that community. Are there any like tips or tricks that you would give to someone that's starting a business to kind of help them not just sell something, but be like a part of something? Uh, first of all, thank you so much because I'm grinning from ear to ear. Because <laughs> when I think about my signs, that's how I want people to think about them, and it's how I want people to feel. And the only thing that you can do, the first thing to do when you're trying to grow a community or you know gain support from people, is to be that to people. So if you want people to show up for you and support you, then you have to show up for them and support them in an authentic way. I know 2019 was all about authenticity and we kind of overuse the word, but I think we need to look at it and say, okay, if I, because, and here's a perfect example. Other people promote my business without me even asking. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that says a lot to me about, how I interact with them. Like you said, I want to make sure that your experience, I want to be a customer experience company that happens to sell signs. Because when you walk away from me, I want you to tell other people about my business. I want you to share your product with pride. And people do that. And I'm so, so grateful for it. But it's because I want to give them a great experience. Because I know I work in sales and marketing. I know what it means to give a customer a great experience. You have a customer and a friend for life. 
and I can call on those people and say, Hey, do you mind filling out a survey for me? Or do you mind giving feedback? So I understand what my customers need. Absolutely. And people do it right away. I don't even have to ask twice or, you know, do you mind, you know, sharing this post? Absolutely. And it's all because I took care of them on the front end. Now I didn't do it just for that purpose. But there's a benefit right. to treating people well, and there's a benefit to doing your job well. Um, I'm a stickler for commu- for customer service. When I go places, I want people to treat me like they already know me. I don't want people to treat me like I'm just a number or, you know, like when you go into the store, every, any retail store you go into, they have the little counters and they count how many people come in the store today to track their conversion. I don't want to track conversion. I want, I do, obviously, technically I have to, but <laughs> I don't, I don't look at you as a conversion factor. I want you to be a friend. I want you to be a Pollyann collection family member um, for as long as possible when you start your business. When you get married, when you have a baby, or when you know someone that does all these things, I would love to be a part of their life the way that I'm a, a part of yours. Mm-hmm. I don't want any strangers in my in my network. I really, really want people to be around uh, for the long haul because I want to be. So um, we can definitely work together that way. Yeah. And I mean, for those of you that have never interacted with Summer and purchased a sign, you just seeing is believing y'all because (laughs) just the whole process end to end is just amazing. So um, definitely check her out. And of course, I'll include some information in the show notes to point you guys in the right direction. And lastly, just kind of pointing back to your journey story and the things that stood out to me that I would love for you to unpack. Um, You talked about stumbling into the sign business. And I'm curious to know, you know, in a world where our plates are already full, it's like we come out of the womb with a to-do list, right? Mm -hmm. And we barely have time for the things that we've already signed up for. How did you know that like this was your calling and that you needed to pursue this? Because you could have just made one sign and said one and done, you know, even though scrapbooking is not working out in a way that I thought it would because of the marketplace, I'm going to still do something else. Like, how did you know specifically that it was the sign business? Because of the people's responses. So that day at my news event, I gave her the sign and I'm, I can be modest. I'm very competitive, right? But I'm pretty modest as well. So she like loved the sign. She took a picture with it and then she set it down because she was busy greeting people and doing all this stuff. So she actually set it down in a separate room. And one of the photographers Mm. there, Sarah Vitell, she said, um, let me get your picture by the balloon. She said, oh, wait, where's your sign? I was like, oh, Manu put it in the other room. I'm not sure she wanted it like out, you know, in the middle of everything, honestly, <laughs> right? And you're like, and she's like, girl, go get that sign and bring it out here. So I said, okay. So I went and got it. And so everyone the whole day was passing it around, taking a picture with it. It was in group mm. photos. It was in a picture with somebody's dog. It was so cute. And But it's like, I read everybody's face like I was watching the sign the whole day and people were like whoa this is cool and they were touching it and just like looking at it and I said and people said did you make this and I said yeah I would love one I have a business I do xyz I would love to get a sign from you and I said absolutely and we traded contact info filed on IG that kind of thing but just watching people's response to it told me everything and I think a lot of Mm. people go into business thinking, this is what I love. This is what I'm going to push. And then they don't do well because you're forcing a product that people either don't know or are not familiar with. 
and maybe don't even want. But if you let that information come to you organically and you, again, it could be a thing where you stumble into it, or if you're pushing one product and you get so much feedback, you, you know, it morphs into something else. You got to let that feedback come to you. Otherwise you're going to be selling to nobody. Like nobody Uh wanted my scrapbooks in Atlanta. I had, I I had a handful (laughs) of friends and family and maybe one random person found me on Etsy and wanted a scrapbook. But the people that I was coming into contact with, they'd say, oh, that's cute, and just kind of set it down. So I would read those reactions, too, like, people really don't like this. But I didn't know what else to do. And that day, it became apparent, this is what I need to be doing. Wow. Yeah, just just paying attention, you know, like, yeah. we live in this fast-paced world, and we're just moving and shaking. And had you not been paying attention, had you been doing anything else, or had you left early because you had to go somewhere else or, you know, because your schedule was overprogrammed, you would have missed that moment and just seeing people's reaction um, and the desire. Like, it sounds like you were able to determine like, oh, there's a market for this. Like, I should do this because people were proactively saying I would love one for my business. Yeah. And I'll get really personal here, if you don't mind. That Please. week. I actually had a miscarriage that week. So her party was on a mm-hmm. Saturday. I had a miscarriage maybe on Tuesday. Wow. I wow. didn't want to be anywhere. I mm-hmm. didn't want to go anywhere. I didn't want to put clothes on. I didn't want to see anybody. And my husband said, you should go. He said, because you need to get up and get out of the house. He said, wow. don't stay for long but you should go. It'll probably make you feel better. I didn't want to be there. Yeah. Wow. And so to go there and give her a gift and kind of stick around and to see all of that, I said, I was supposed to be here. Who knows why I had a miscarriage, but that day I was supposed to be at Switchyards in that space with all of you wonderful people. And that is where had I not gone, had I decided to stay in my PJs on the couch crying like I had that whole week, who knows mm-hmm. what my business would be to if it would even be around. Who knows? Wow. Thank you for your vulnerability and for sharing that with us. Um, one thing that I tell people all the time is that we hear the praise reports and we hear the glory, but we don't actually know people's story. And recently that was just reiterated in my life. And so to hear that gives such new meaning. Like, I feel like this has been a whole conversation of aha moments um, because we don't know why we're supposed to be where we're supposed to be or what's supposed to happen or all these different things. And if you just listen to that inner voice um, and make sure that you're where you're supposed to be, you never know what might happen. That's so true. Wow. And I actually is... never thought of it that way until you, the way you asked that question, I, I was trying to think of what else was going on in life at that moment. And I said, oh mm. man, I had completely, cause you try to block that stuff out of your mind, right? Exactly. <laughs> and I had completely, I had completely forgotten what had led up to that week. Yeah. Wow. Well, that is what we're here for on the Being Balanced podcast <laughs> is to have these really transparent conversations. So no, I love it because I know a lot of women, I think more people, I don't know if more people talk about it than they used to or if we just see it more or hear about it more because of social media. But I think it's really important for people to understand that, you know, 
a lot of people have those devastating moments and they, they shouldn't hold you back and there's still life to be had, uh, in one way or another after surviving something like that. It is not pretty. It is not fun, but there is a rainbow on the other side of that dark cloud. Absolutely. And it really goes back to your definition of balance when you said, you know, for you, it's harmony and it may be alignment or integration or it could be a very, you know, a very definition for different folks. But I think the common denominator there is your whole self, like acknowledging all aspects of your life um, and the curveballs and the things that happen and the things we can't explain and how they impact our ability to move and shake and do things. And it's a choice that we make, um, how we'll move forward. Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about your boundaries and non-negotiables. You know, you, you have emphasized family first, um, and some of the other things that matter a lot to you, you know, like things that you, that you just value and are super important to your life. When when you have demands, especially those that may come in from like Pollyann collection, you know, people are ordering and business is good and things are happening. How do you communicate those boundaries and how do you enforce those kind of like non-negotiables? I just had to put my big girl panties on and learn how to say no. Um, it's, it sounds easy. It's not easy. It's not easy to turn down opportunities because I want my product to be seen as much as possible. I want people to say, Oh, I love that. I want that. But if I am always, always reacting to every demand, every request, it just takes too much energy and it's too hard. And, uh, Justin, my husband will tell you when I don't sleep, Um, Mm -hmm. I am the most difficult person to be around because I'm grumpy. My temper's short, you know, naturally (laughs) the things like the Snickers commercial when you don't eat, I'm like that when I don't sleep. And so I realized the impact that I was having on him and my kids and how I respond to them when I'm stretched too thin. Mm -hmm. And I decided, um, about mid-year last year, I think after I had the baby as well, I really decided to slow down. I had to say no a lot, even leading up to my maternity leave from both my corporate and, and this side hustle, people were asking, Oh, can you just do this for me? You know? And I'm like, no, this is my cutoff day for the last, I feel like a whale for the last month of my leave. I don't want to do anything. I don't want to do anything. And it was so hard to tell people no, because it was people that I had been talking to for weeks about getting a sign. And I, and you know, some of them said, okay, well, I'm going to have to go somewhere else. And I said, I, I understand that you have a need, but I cannot fulfill your need. And it, it, it kind of stinks a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. But I know people aren't going to wait around on me forever. And, and that's okay. But I have to protect first myself um, from being burnout, from being overwhelmed. Because sometimes I think people forget that businesses are people too, especially in small businesses like mine, where it's, you know, I just brought somebody on last year. But at that point, it was just me. And so yeah. I think sometimes people forget that. And they forget that I have a lot going on in the background, but it's also my choice to do that too. Um, Mm -hmm. So I have to just weigh out the benefits. And sometimes I just ask my husband, because he always knows what I have going on and say, hey, I have an opportunity to do such and such. What do you think? And he's like, well, how much do you have on your plate? 
or he'll say, no, it's cool. I'm going to take the boys to the park or to my mom's house. And then you can have the day to do whatever. So sometimes I am able to, to flex and do a little bit more, but that's not the norm. I don't want it to be the norm because if you start making it the norm, then you can't, you can't get out. You can't find that time to take care of you and the things that you've prioritized. Right. What are some of the things that you do to take care of you? Um, well, you know, since the baby's been here, (laughs) just been finding time to steal naps. Like my nails are atrocious and I don't, I can't tell you when the last time I've had my hair done, but I think it's okay. Um, because there's just no time. So it has to be okay. But, um, let's say, you know, while I'm nursing, I don't, I don't, I'm a runner. Um, but while I'm nursing, I'm not running, but running is my, my therapy. It is my joy. I love just getting out on the street, on the belt line and just running for miles. Um, obviously the health benefits of that, but it just helps me clear my head. I don't even run with music on. I'm just Mm -hmm. running and I'm listening to everything around me and watching everything around me. And it really helps me relax. Um, again, sleep is a, a, a great way to spend my time. Because <laughs> it, again, it helps me relax and it helps me clear my head. If I'm stressed out, I don't, if I have a headache, I don't take Tylenol. I take a nap, like a nap yeah. is therapy for me. Um, so I'm really excited to get back out on the pavement and get back running again. But, um, you know, every year I take a trip with some of my sorority sisters, we call it, you know, our girls weekend. So that's a good chance for me to get away for two days and just do the girl thing and not worry about, you know, feeding anyone or I can actually sit down and eat and I can stay up late and not have to get up early or have someone jump in the bed and headbutt me in the morning. You know, I just want to do my thing. So it's, it's, you know, self-care um, is, is not very prevalent right now. And I think it's okay. I think that's a season too, but um yeah, that's what I like to do. <laughs> and even though this is a, you know, just a different season for you in your life right now, I think it's good that you know what you need because when this season's over and you enter into a new season, you'll be able to actually do those things and not spend the time and the energy trying to figure it out. And self-care looks so different for everybody and we are inundated with all of these glamorous ways of finding self-care, like going to Bali and getting your nails done in a three-hour long session and, you know, all of these different things. And I think it's so powerful to just say, take a nap, mm-hmm. um, you know, and <laughs> just lay your head down, you know, like you don't have to spend any money. You don't have to pack bags. You don't have to go buy a new swimsuit. Just take a nap. Lay. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. yeah. I think <laughs> I think that that's pretty amazing. So um, duly noted, and I will be increasing my nap taking. <laughs> now I have a, a very uncanny ability to fall asleep the instant that I rest my head down. So um, not many people are able to do that, and you know I'm very proud of that. And yeah, naps are naps are the thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. So what's on the horizon for Pollyann Collection? I mean, I know you mentioned doggy bones and coasters and other things outside of signs, but do you have anything that you would want to share with listeners about plans for this year? 
Well, I'm actually in the process of paring down my offerings. Um, I don't want to get too broad, but I definitely want to serve um, serve the need. Um, so product-wise, I'm going to probably hold steady for a little bit, but towards the end of the year, you'll see a few things kind of go away. Uh, I'm definitely continuing to focus on my girl boss, my brand my small businesses, my bloggers, because it's, you know, what, what I love about the signs that I make is that every single one of them is unique. I haven't done two that are alike. And that's the fun part for me. Um, and so I just want to keep finding ways to serve um, that community. I will be speaking on a panel at the Hey Ladies conference coming up in March. So I'm super excited about that. That's um, awesome. Yeah. And uh Beyond that, I just want to continue to grow, continue to do more videos. A lot of people requested more behind the scenes and videos of how I put my signs together. So I want to be able to provide, uh, you know, some edited versions of that for, for my followers. So, yeah, just kind of keeping it steady, but paying attention to those those little gleams of inspiration that helped me kind of just keep going along and filling the needs that are out there. Yeah. It's now, a little general, but that's just kind of how, like I said, I stumble into a lot. So <laughs> I just kind of keep the tra- yeah. trajectory going and then I'll, I'll, you know, I'll hit that fork in the road when I come to it. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like your response exudes intentionality. And I think that that's great. And so many people talk about the level up and go into the next level. It's actually refreshing to hear hey, I'm going to take a step back and really focus in on an area that has been super impactful and I know really helps businesses and those that have supported me continue to grow versus overextending myself in a lot of different areas that maybe I tried, but aren't just aren't giving the same level of impact as my original product. Yeah. And I think, I think I feel that way because I did that early on where I wanted mm-hmm. to do all the things I wanted to be in the stores selling a retail product and then also doing the custom product. And it was just too much. It was way mm-hmm. too much. So I know that, um, my brands, I want to help everyone enhance their visual brand strategy. So, and I totally forgot to mention this, but I'm doing a mini session coming up in April. Um, to do just that. So if you've ordered a sign for me, you can sign up for a super discounted rate. We all know how much photo shoots cost and it is a fraction of what you would normally pay. Um, So bring your sign, sign up. Uh, We rented a loft space in downtown Atlanta. So it's going to be super fun and beautiful. Uh, And if you don't have a sign, you have the option to sign up for a super discounted sign price too. So only a hundred dollars any of size offering we offer 12 18 24 and if you've been shopping for a while you know those 18 and 24 ones are above a hundred dollars so you can get whatever Mm -hmm. sign you want for a hundred bucks and then you know the photo session with it and those images are for you and for me and um i you know anyone who buys a sign will tell you like I am sharing your images. I'm sharing your images in my feed and my stories because I want people to learn about you. I want your brand to grow. Um, and again, that's something that I think helps build a community is that you don't just buy a sign from me and then you're off in the sunset. I continue to support you, share your events, share your brand and the things that you're doing in the community as well. 
And I can 100% vouch for that. So she is not (laughs) kidding (laughs) about that level of sharing and cross-promoting. But also for all of you that are in the Atlanta area or the metro Atlanta area even, um, I will include some information in the show notes so that you can um, follow up with Summer and get back to her um, if you're interested in the mini session in April, because it sounds like a really, really, really cool opportunity um, at a fraction of costs in every which and way, photographer sign and everything else. And and such a solid investment into you mm-hmm. and your, in your business. Mm-hmm. So Summer, our time is coming to a close which makes me a little sad. I don't know that I've ever like sung our time <laughs> to a close in that way. <laughs> that was probably a first. Um, but before we leave, you know, of course, I will include everything in the show notes, but I want folks to hear from you firsthand. You know, what's the best way to contact you? Where should they go to get their sign? You know, just give us all the good. So you can go to my website, polyandcollection.com. My website will send you to my Etsy shop. It'll send you to my Instagram page. It'll send you to my Facebook page, wherever you like to connect with me. It's at Polly and Collection on Facebook and Instagram. Um, I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to answer any questions you have. And of course, I would love to create a beautiful sign for you. Awesome. Well, thank you so much um, for your time, your energy, your transparency. Um, And just for giving us a little peek behind the scenes into your life um, and the work that you're doing through Polly and Collection. Thank you, CG. You're a gem. I really appreciate you.